Okay, Marina? Oh, um... Okay, Chris. Right, let's go. Ah, oh, hello everyone, and welcome to a slightly different introduction to this week's episode of The Randomizer. You see, it's Christmas coming up, and I would like to make our Christmas episode of The Randomizer slightly more interactive. You may remember, not last Christmas, but the Christmas before that, we had the randomizer print off the names of five Jerry Anderson Christmas episodes and we put them into crackers. And Marina and I pulled a cracker, we got the Thunderbirds episode, give or take a million. Uh, but we recently found that we still have the four crackers. So we've ripped them open, we have the names of four Christmas-related Jerry Anderson episodes, and we thought it might be rather nice to let you, yes you, decide which one we watch on the Christmas edition of the podcast. Now by my incredibly complex calculations, I estimate that this episode of the podcast will drop on November 30th. So, if I've remembered, I have just started a thread on the Jerry Anderson Podcast listeners' Facebook page asking which episode you would like me to watch for our Christmas show. And the four candidates are Stingray, A Christmas to Remember, Joe 90, The Unorthodox Shepherd, Terrorhawks, A Christmas Miracle, and New Captain Scarlet, Enigma. So it's November 30th today. Let's say we'll run this for, let's say, two weeks. We'll run it till... Uh, Sunday, December 13th. So that's just about two weeks. Just leave the title of the episode you want me to watch in the comments and I will add up all the votes and see which episode is going to get reviewed on the Christmas edition of the podcast, which I think is going to be airing on the 21st of December. So that will be... Well, that's three weeks away. Oh my god, it's only three weeks away. Ha! Also a message if you're listening to this on the Jerry Anderson Randomizer podcast several years from now, please disregard everything I've said. You're too late to do anything. But if you're listening to this in the first half of December 2020, get on over to the Facebook listeners page and cast your vote. And Marina and I will see you next week. What's that? Oh, right, yeah, we have to do an episode this week. Right, what did the printout say? Oh, okay. Um, well, whatever. It's The Protectors and its trial. So, welcome back to The Protectors on the Randomizer. And, uh, as with a few months ago, I had a new microphone. That was a big first for the Randomizer. Today, this is the very first Randomizer I am recording on a new chair. How was the flight? Very nice. I assembled it day before yesterday, and it hasn't fallen apart yet. So, uh, all's good. But all is not well in Here for over an hour. Harry Rules Pad. This is Anne Gordon. She didn't want to speak to anybody except you, so I hadn't pressed her. Harry, she's been crying. Oh, a crying lady sat on Harry's sofa. This is no good. Hi, I'm Harry Rule. How are you? Can I take he doesn't coat? normally let ladies into his pad unless they're going into the bedroom, not to sit on the sofa crying. Why don't you tell me what's wrong? I don't even know why I came. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, for nearly three weeks now, you have listened with... Flashback time. This is a flashback. We're now in court. In my mind that the three accused, David Blair, Henry Franks, and John Stuart Gordon, are the three who made the savage and fatal attack on police officer Stangate. I, I couldn't think of anything else to do, I suppose. Ah, this is the mother of one of the boys who's on trial. And now this. One by one, their pleas and alibis have been shown to be false. This is John Ringham as the uh, the prosecutor here, who was uh, Tlatoxel in uh, the Aztecs in Doctor Who. But there's someone with an even greater Doctor Who connection here. Tiring case for all concerned. And I suspect that counsel for the defence will wish to address... It's the Doctor himself. 
Richard Herndl, who played the first Doctor in The Five Doctors. The court will be upstanding. Because the judge is having a heart attack. Oh dear. Well, that's a very stressful case for this judge. Somebody get a doctor. I am the doctor. I love the, the zoom in on the uh, the boy who's on trial there as if he... I haven't seen him for two days. He somehow caused the heart attack with his mind powers. Please. Before he does something terrible. So we're back from the opening credits. Trial. Written by... Another Doctor Who connection, Robert Banks Stewart, uh, who wrote uh, The Seeds of Doom and Terror of the Zygons. I believe this is his only Anderson script. Hello, Judge Cronin. Oh, hello. So I expect something um, dark and gloomy and hopefully with a giant monster loping around the place. Loping around here. You sure you're quite warm enough? Yes, yes, thank you. I'm fine. Isn't it a lovely day? Mm. I wonder if the weather forecasters ever confessed to misleading people. Oh? It was supposed to rain. Oh, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy our small talk banter. Yeah, Richard Herndl is recovering in a care home. He's sat on a bench. But the father of the boy who's on trial, Joss Ackland... I've got to speak to you. Who are you? My name's Gordon, Arthur Gordon. I'm John Gordon's father. Has let himself in. Look, I, I must leave immediately. You're I not must being not fair. and will not speak. That boy's only 18. There is nothing you can say to me. Now will you please leave me alone? Oh. He's now shaking Herndl, but luckily the gardener and the nurse are on hand to uh, separate them. Hey! Oh, and Ackland's making a run for it. Yeah, we saw in court earlier, um, Ackland was looking... Yes, well, I appreciate your confidence. Well, let's say a little unhinged um, at the thought of his son being on trial. And that's what the uh, his wife was was here to hire the protectors for to find him. She doesn't know where he's gone. Well, this is all the weeklies I could find. Tell me, what's the procedure in a case like this? We improvise. We make it up as we go along. We've only got twenty minutes. It's adjourned, which is not without precedent. By the end of the week, uh, there'll either be a, a resumption or there'll be a retrial. Oh, I see. What concerns me more is the boy's father, Gordon. 20 days in court with tension building and then the judge collapses you can imagine his state of mind would this also be and i hate to say it this may be another one of those ireland situations where i open my mouth and say something um silly is um is this the only anderson episode with scenes in an actual court of law like an actual courtroom I know there are episodes like ufo court martial but that's i think as general henderson says in that episode that's not a court of law yeah, strange to see an actual legal court and a judge. Anyway, Paul's gone to check the offices. Can I help you? Of the father. Yes, my name's Paul Boucher. I'm looking for Arthur Gordon. Oh, he isn't here. And he's getting nowhere with his secretary, played by... He's been at the court. Ah, uh, I know who this is. Well, his son killed a policeman. Oh, it's uh, Sally James, who uh, later went on to Tiswas. It's a bit before my time. I want to say she was a host on Tiz Was. Clock of the court. See, we've got a lot of uh, famous faces and uh, recognisable names this week. Ah, uh, Judge Cronin. I just want to apologise about this morning. Uh, perhaps dinner or... Oh, no. Hello? The judge has just hung up on him. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> a sudden sharp cut to Ackland sat in a pub looking absolutely... Um, Absolutely shattered. Like a light lager, please. 
But Harry's Harry's found him. That didn't take long. Because when you hire the protectors, you get the best. Mind if I sit down? You're uh, Arthur Gordon, aren't you? You're a reporter. No, 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 no. My name is Rule, Harry Rule. Your wife asked me to find you. And I believe this is one of the last episodes to be filmed. It's certainly the penultimate episode in the ITC official broadcast order. Um, and I'm looking at Robert Vaughan here, and he just looks... He just looks so done. He just looks so fed up. As you're right, it was a mistake. And I don't quite understand why he looks like this, because... I've recently been watching uh, The Man From U.N.C.L.E. third series, yes I know, um, to anyone who's familiar with that knows there's some absolute crimes against television in there, but even at its worst moments, he's still having an absolute blast, and yet just a couple of years between that and this, One, son. he just Lord. looks so fed up. I'm sorry, is he normal? But this is a nice conversation. Uh, yes, I'd, I'd say uh, he was. Harry and Ackland bonding over the fact that they both have sons. It's another rare mention of the fact that Harry Rule has a son. Well, I just imagine they were 18. Who now lives with his, uh, his ex-wife, Hannah Gordon. Starting off at university. Good business ready for him to take over. Business I started from nothing. And now he's on trial for murder. I like this incidental music as well, which I think was composed for Borderline. Judges so twisted, so biased. And questioning the judge's impartiality. Impartiality. But he's Richard Handel. Should have seen him at the trial. Kneeling away, poisoning the minds of the jury. You're hot, sir. Well, it means I have to get up and walk to the bar to get it. I'm not over-enthused with that idea, but I suppose I'll do it. I'm going to give you some advice. And this looks to be like a real pub, but it's also a very, very small pub. And your wife, go home and stay home. You think you'll get a fair trial there? It may just be the way it's shot, but it looks like there's only room for the one table that um, Ackland and Vaughan are sat at. Oh, Ackland's not in the mood for staying home. He's stormed out. Now, Harry could follow. On the other hand, he now has... Not one, but two drinks he could finish. So he's going to stay at the pub. And Ackland goes back to his office. Yeah, going back to uh, what I was saying about Vaughan a little while ago. I, I don't know what's what caused his change in mood. I know he wasn't happy during this. Um, and he, he still seems quite professional. He does what he's asked to do. But there's just a spark in him that's that was there through Uncle... And I don't think any show's really recaptured after that. Subsequent decades, everything I've seen him in, if he's not enjoying his work, he, you can see it in his eyes. And it looks to me like he very seldom enjoyed his work after Uncle. The only time I think I've really seen that light come back into his, that warmth back in his face was in, uh, in Hustle. I hate to mention it, but uh, this does happen to be my office. So it's now night time. Have some work. Take my mind off things. I don't know why Harry's left it to night time to follow up on Ackland. Maybe he's been drinking all afternoon. If you want, come along with me. I promised your wife I'd find you. But I suppose with this episode, you know, this is a slightly, not 
not serious because a lot of the protectors episodes are serious but um it's slightly more personal the stakes are a bit more personal with this it's just looking after one one guy who's a bit unstable Ackland has also taken out an apple from the desk and started eating it um his secretary Sally James was eating an apple earlier you go ahead I'll look up I hope that's not one of hers because he hasn't really he's only taken a bite out of it and left it on the desk oh oh that's it never turn your back on anyone in this show they will cosh you and now what's he going to do A big red box. <gasps> With. Oh, okay. What looks like a homemade bomb making kit. Homemade bomb making kit, that doesn't make sense either. Oh well, I've said it now. Detonators, cables, and a crowbar. Does not look promising. So it's time for more booze. Well, there's no blood. Ah. Listen, why do you think Gordon tried to fix you? Oh, I don't know. I guess he just wanted to get me out of the way for a while. What interests me more, though, is what he was doing in his office. Yeah. Ackland's now taken a room at a bedsit. With all the gear he needs to make a nice little bomb. You've no idea where he is. No. That's what I hired you for. You messed it up. Well, thanks for talking with us, uh... We'll let you know if anything develops. But you've got to do something. We're doing all we can. Harry's been coshed on the head. Doesn't that count as enough? Oh, I should have told you the first time I came to see you. Five years ago, my husband had a breakdown. Oh, dear. And that's why he's now holed up in a hotel room with several sticks of dynamite and a uh, slightly distant expression on his face. Now that's it. His bomb's all assembled. He's, uh... Oh, I thought he was going to leave and uh, do something with it, but he's just going to put it in the cupboard. Go for a walk. It's a nice day. Actually, it's not. It looks very cold. It was when John... My husband and he never seemed to be able to... Finish a sentence. They didn't really get on together, you see. My husband was working all hours, day and night. The, the business was going through a bad patch. And he believed, he was absolutely convinced that, that several other companies, rivals, you know, had ganged up on him. And had they? No. The psychiatrist called it a persecution complex brought about by stress. He just cracked with the worry of it all. Seeing him sitting in court day after day, I saw the same worried the same symptoms. Yes. Persecution complex. I do like the slightly more... The judge is the persecutor. Uh, the, the, these later episodes of The Protectors, certainly towards the end of the second series... Oh, what's this? The trials reopened. Judges recovered, according to a uh, newspaper stand there. Yeah, they, they feel a bit more grounded to these later episodes. You know, there's almost almost a sort of Sweeney-ish quality to some of these UK-based episodes, away from the glamour of all the, the European travel. This is something a bit different. Determined to get Judge Cronin. Which is why I really wish the show had had a third series. I would have liked to have seen 
if it would have developed a bit if it would have developed into something a bit closer to that or if it would have just continued to cling on to the sort of um you know the globe trotting euro spy antics of the 60s i'm not entirely sure because uh, with tony barwick as a script editor he seemed a bit uh, well a mad but also he seemed a bit uh, he seems quite aware of the idea that the show can't can't stay the same forever it has to adapt and evolve anyway Ackland has now got his homemade bomb planted in the back of a car boot and the timing mechanism on this bomb is just about the biggest clock he could find but it is now ticking oh I think this might be the judge's car false alarms in our work Mr. Room Inspector I don't think Gordon is that the nursing home well we'll see the judge will be given police protection of course but I'm quite sure nothing will happen well let's hope so oh goodbye overly confident police inspector who only has one scene ah yes this is the judge's car it's arrived at the nursing home to collect him and actually, it's rather a shame, although Joss Ackland is, is really good in this episode, it's a shame that Richard Herndl doesn't get more to do here. Well, goodbye, sir. Because I think a lot of cult TV fans just kind of... They only know him as, as the first Doctor in The Five Doctors and kind of not dismiss him, but um, they think that's all he can sort of be, a knockoff version of, of something else. And um, Isn't an easy target. He's actually done some really great work over the years uh, it was in the army well that doesn't mean anything but this episode just doesn't quite give him the chance to show that off because he's he's actually not in it that much anyway what's this new development rule here yes mrs gordon okay right bye he just walked in his own front door <gasps> well that's a relief i'm not so sure about that i still don't understand why he was in his office because what's his office? What is he in charge of? Is it a construction firm? Again, that's something I've waffled over. Usual, sir. Anyway, Ackland is now back in the pub, the world's smallest pub. Staring at the clock, it's 20 to 3 now. So I'm going to assume the bomb he set is timed to go off on the hour. The judge is now being rushed to court with police protection. Police car in front, motorbike behind. No UFOs to take a shot at the motorbike riders this week, unfortunately. You must have come for some reason. But the protectors are now searching his office. There's a clock there on the wall. Now it's gone. Look at this. Detonators. You need explosives or demolition work. What could it mean? Clever old Harry's put it all together. Get me the radio room. Emergency. Oh, that was the uh, police inspector from earlier. Again, he's uh, he's put the word out. Joss Ackland is just sat in the pub, staring at this clock. There's only so many facial expressions you can use in a situation like that, and he is employing all of them because it's two minutes away from the hour. <gasps> Convoy has stopped. Oh. Radio message, sir. There may be a bomb planted in your car. One minute to go. I would have thought that rather unlikely. My boy. That's it. 
Ackland is now downing his glass, celebrating a job well done. Another? Oh, as usual, that seven minutes fast. Ah, ha, ha, oh, okay. I'm not sure if that's bad writing or very clever, but, uh, yeah, the clock in the pub was fast, so they had plenty of time to save Herndl. The police have now found the bomb in the back of his car. Herndl looks very bemused. There's obviously a serious case against you. If you accept that, and the fact that you need help, psychiatric treatment, things might be a lot easier. Come on, Josacklin, do it. Do the right thing. It was all for the boy. I just wanted him to have a line of dialogue in this episode. It is my duty to remind you that the onus of proof lies squarely on the shoulders of the prosecution. You may feel that the evidence presented against Blair and Franks satisfies you of their guilt. But in the case of John Stuart Gordon, you may prefer his version of what happened on that night in question. So we're back in court. Ackland is in handcuffs, but Harry is there and his, uh, his wife is there. And as to his guilt, then it is your duty to find him not guilty. The judge has laid down a, a slightly more lenient case. Rackland's son. We don't actually know the outcome of the trial, but the music is leading us to believe that it's uh, it's going to be positive. All is going to be well for the Ackland family, and that was trial, which I actually remembered being a bit better than I found it this time. Um, a very nice guest performance from Joss Ackland. I wish we could have had more from Richard Herndl. Um, nice to have a, another slightly smaller scale UK-based story, but uh, it was you know, nothing spectacular. Not one of the greatest episodes of The Protectors, but uh, still quite enjoyable. 